podcast world. Once a week, we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the Flannery, the holder of the heat badge of this podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Jordan, the ice mask Bryson of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, your also host, the Crasher Wake of this podcast. Now, Kevin, you said that your gym leader had a, a pretty fantastic quote for when he loses. Uh, when he loses, he says, Hunwa, it's gone and ended. How will I say, I want more. I wanted to battle a lot more. Sound like really weird song lyrics. That sounds like the the subtitles for like an anime intro. It's a it's a Boney Bay song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's um that's Jay Z and Beyonce's kid, right? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> that that whole line is uh, yeah. Hunwa, it's gone and ended. How will I say I want more? I wanted to battle a lot more. Jay Z or whatever his last name is. Uh, I believe his last name is Hova. Is his right? his last name is Puffy Combs. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I, I wasn't aware that Flannery O'Connor was a gym leader until until I was reading through this. Although oh, I, I guess she would have had a lot of free time on her hands between oh, no. writing short stories. So the the Japanese name for Crasher Wake is Maximum Mask, which I really wish that they had kept that. He is pretty much a luchador um, who uses water Pokemon. Jordan, what was yours? Bryson? Yeah. Which one was he in? Uh, is he the one with that looks he's like... He's black and white. He's the ice... He's from Isaris City in the Unova region. Is he the one with the crazy looking beard that makes it look like he has like a bear trap jaw? No, he has no beard. <laughs> Guys, did you just see that? I did what everybody tries to do. Like when a fly buzzes past you and you try to grab it and <laughs> smash it in your hand. I totally just did that. I, do you have fly I, guts all I, over your hands? Yeah, I killed it. Do you need to go wash your hands? No, I'm good. It's fine. Right. He'll, he'll wash it off with PBR. Uh, I actually did that um, two weeks ago when I was uh, when I was reading stage directions for that new play reading. Um, I was super super nervous, and the director is giving like a little preamble before we start the reading, and this fly lands on my music stand right before I'm about to have to read the play's title. So I just reached forward, grabbed it, threw it behind my back. <laughs> I don't even think it died. I think it just flew off after that oh and then read the title of the play. You you realize you're 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 the next Neo then, right? Yeah. The fact pretty that you much could do that. That life. just showed that you that's you. Thanks for all the physical conditioning theater. So <laughs> As you probably gathered, this is our Versus and Would You Rather podcast, where once a week we argue questions submitted by you, the listener, and hash them out here on the show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from Geoffrey Lawton, who wants to know, in the context of a business retreat, which activity will make you a greater leader, ropes courses or paintball? Go. So you are on a corporate retreat. Would you rather be the leader in paintball or in the ropes course? Goo. Now, um, as ropes course leader, does that mean you're the guy? Like, all right, is this like discussing like you're the manager of your your group of employees and you're trying to figure out which one will. Which event will... Which one to vote off the island? No, which which event will <laughs> engender more ties of, you know, teamwork and oneness? Is I that what think, we're dealing with? I think so. I in mean, case, I can see how, In the ropes like, course event, you're the manager then. You're at the end of the ropes course encouraging your employees to jump off. Uh <laughs> Or if it, but if it's paintball and it's just a free for all, you can assert yourself as the leader um, by striking fear into the heart of your enemies. And by enemies, killed. I mean your coworkers, <laughs> because coworkers are your enemies. Well, yeah. no, if you're a, if your employees hate you, and let's be honest, if you're at one of these stupid seminars, it's probably because your employees hate you and they're not, you know, working <laughs> as hard as they could be. 
Um, if your employees hate you, it's not going to be a free for all. It's going to be, hey, let's all like cover the boss in welts. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but how awesome would that be if, as you were charging at a line of people shooting paintballs at you, you were giving a motivational speech about how we need to increase productivity and maximize our, you know, client associations and and you know. Well, to be fair, I guess the boss does have his legion of Dwight Schrutes who are sucking up to him like psychophants, and uh, they will they will readily sacrifice their bodies to protect him. In what the if hopes this of gaining a promotion later? What if the scenario is that um, you're all on the same kind of corporate level, and the last man standing is the one who becomes the leader? He's the one who gets a promotion. So he eats the other men's strength. Well, then the ropes course, unless it's a race, isn't going to do anything. It's probably a race. It's probably wild and crazy kids. Um, (laughs) With with, uh, Omar Gooding? Yeah, Omar Gooding. Uh, The Omar to Cuba Gooding's Aoife. I think we've discussed this on the show before. Yes, we have. Um, Yeah, I mean. We know American Gladiators. Um, I they tried to bring it back. Yeah, they did try to bring it back. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, you have YouTube if you want to see people getting hurt. Blaze, laser, <laughs> blazer. I feel like ropes courses are a lot more, you know, supportive. You know, because like, oh yeah, climb that thing. Well, with I mean, the you wall. have ropes connected to you, so you're always going to be supported. Right. So, well, they're not always like, connected to you. I can't when I did a ropes course at camp, I was so afraid of heights. And there was one point where we had, where we had to like stand by a tree trunk, and you're pretty high above the ground, and switch our lobster claws, which were the clampy thingies that looked like lobster claws, like carabiners. From, yeah, those. Uh, I had to switch them from one thing of a jigger to the other, and there was a split second where like you weren't attached to anything, and I was so nervous during that moment. That, like, Tyler, I you realize if you have the two of them with both hands, and I I held the carabiner Tyler, in my mouth, if you and I still have a chipped them, tooth. You undo one of them. No, move it didn't it reach over, far enough. And then undo the second one and it move it over. It didn't reach far enough. It didn't reach far enough, and it was kind of terrifying. In so that, that case, is a disadvantage. That is a poorly designed ropes course, then. You should always be attached to something at any given point in time. That's, like, that's the thing about um, ropes courses, though. There's always going to be that employee who, like, freezes up halfway through. And then they're gonna, you're going to have to, like, wait for a rescue team to arrive for, to get them down. Wait for that And they're going to be like, I've got to go to the bathroom. And you're going to have to, like send a bottle or something up to them. It's going to be horrible. Whereas in paintball, if someone's like too afraid to advance, okay, the other people are just going to come up and like flush them out eventually. See, but I think paintball has the greater potential to, you know, give people that wartime bond. So, you know, you just send them out on a paintball excursion. You don't give them any food for like three days. And then you just say the last person standing is going to be vice president of acquisitions, and then they have to they have to you Gunner. know s- sit in those foxholes. Are you suggesting that we build trenches and launch chemical paint gas on on both sides? That is what I'm suggesting. Ooh, and you could yeah you could have like punji pits and stuff like that dug out. You can watch you know your your immediate supervisor land you know fall on a grenade for you. That would really bring you closer together, I think. Basically, you want the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, but with paint instead of blood. Right, and also with more Vietnamese people, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, the Indians are going to be the ones answering the phones. Right. Oh, outsourcing joke. Um, uh, well, the inverse of this would be um, taking a trek into an intricate ropes course and then just building like an Ewok village about halfway are we, through. Are we taking and then a just trek kind into of darkness? Colonizing it. Uh, yes, uh, Heart of Darkness. Um, you kind of colonize for a while and you just wait and see, you know, who the people elect uh, as God. And... <laughs> Colonizing the process uh, in which you uh, start transforming people into Colin Farrell. 
Yes, it is. Uh, no, you're thinking of the process. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I was thinking of the process by which you clean your colon. That's colonizing. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or how about, okay, what if it's not doing a ropes course, but you have to build a ropes course? Ooh. And if well, that your ropes course fun. gets somebody killed, you have to pay <laughs> for the legal fees. That's why you test everything out with, like, sandbags and stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say dogs. Ooh, advantage ropes course. There's a good chance at the end you get to go down a zip line. And that's always. No, nah, you got to do that free fall jump, Tyler. <laughs> no, that's how you that's how you die. Oh, well, no, free... no, you've you've done that, right? That there's a guy on the the bottom who has your slack and you jump off. Oh, yeah, and you try and grab like a pull-up bar or something. Yeah, you try and, and grab then, a pull-up bar like, and then there's you a bit you of fail, a free fall and, you and feel then you real bad. Down. Ooh, here's an even better place for a zip line. You give, uh, you hook one person up to the zip line. You give everybody else paintball guns, and then as the person zips down, you see how many times you can shoot them, and everybody gets a different color of paint. So you know if you got them the most times, you, know, you get a Christmas bonus. I oh, just envisioned a, a, a the office scenario in which Michael has everyone doing paintball, and he has rigged a zip line over the course for him to zip down. <laughs> through and try and kill everyone and okay. but he stalls out in the middle and everyone just shoots yeah him. i could write which, the office please which which of them would be please. better in full business attire you know three oh suit i have done that suit. i have done that you go to salvation army you buy an like a ratty uh full suit and you go and do paintball one you look absolutely dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> two because everything's so padded it's like wearing body armor oh shoot you heart, that's you a don't great get none idea. of them welts uh myself uh and john alt did that a couple of times i'm not sure if he listens to the show i should ask him man we should do it's wonderful though that we should awesome. do that before our live podcast so that <laughs> yeah and we, then we our and our any suits. listeners that would come along with us would show up like covered in paint colored suits <laughs> That's um, the problem. That paint, though, I don't know if you've done paintball. Like, invariably, it always one hits your mask and it gets under your mask, and then you like have the taste of fish it, oil and paint gross. in your mouth. And then, well, like, there's always that mask too that like fogs up a bunch or like that was not as good a movie, which is a terrible <laughs> sequel to the original mask. Jim Carrey was so good in it, and then they ruined it by not having Jim Carrey. Yeah. And to go back to the to the he suit really carried the film thing. Um, doing a ropes course in a suit would be terrible because then you got that harness and things are bunching and binding. Oh yeah, and... I mean you know someone's gonna get like the the like last year's harness before they updated everything, and you're gonna like it's gonna be real hard to get all make sure all the furniture is in the same room and. If you're, you know, if you're hanging up there too and long you're, while your buddy is like trying to get to the next element, you're gonna, gonna clip into that zip line, and your suspenders are gonna get jammed on it. Well, and somebody's gonna get hung by their tie and and die. It's just, it's gonna happen. <laughs> but hold on, Kevin. Death traps. Kevin, wouldn't that foster the team sh- the team building like none other? <laughs> Do you remember? Remember that that retreat in 2004 when Johnson was lynched by his own tie those were good times man those were real we bonded that weekend like we had never bonded before we learned the importance of six sigma lean management yep all right we need to take a vote on this uh kevin what you're gonna go with um you know what i think i'm gonna go with the ropes course because the person that does the best at the ropes course you could dub ropes pierre and that would just be dynamite. Jordan? No, because it, it's paintball, because the person who wins the paintball championship gets a special bathrobe that has Pierre uh, monogrammed onto it, and you are then actually Robes Pierre. <laughs> you nailed it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make a Robes Pierre joke. And oh, but they're so ahead. topical. French Revolution, anybody? <laughs> and go ahead and go with... Uh, Look at this over here. Because if the French Revolution taught me anything, it's that more people like you if you don't try shooting them. Uh, so, thank you so much for the question, uh, Jeffrey. And Marines time, would disagree with you. You have to choose... 
between ropes course or paintball for your next business outing, go ahead with that ropes course. You're going to be glad you did. Our next question comes to us from Eric Anderson, who wants to know sunshine versus incandescent light bulbs. Which is better? Go. Well, being a man of rather pallid hue, (laughs) uh, I find incandescent light bulbs marginally less uh, dangerous than the direct rays of the sun, although you still can get burned. You, you can, I was just going to ask, can you get burned by those... Um... Well, you can't. But How did it get burned? See, how did it get burned? Yeah, I was going to say, Tyler, one of these days you're going you're gonna to wake up burned because you left the, the lamp on by your bed, and you're going to be like, how did it get burned? <laughs> just very calmly, how did it, how did it and, get burned? And then you're going to kick a, a very burly woman in, in, into a wall of pictures. And it's going to be hilarious. You're going to steal her bear costume. (laughs) Uh, He hit so many women in that movie. It was Um, fantastic. uh, What was the question again? uh, Sunlight versus incandescent bulbs. Well, Um, I think you guys both know that it's a good thing he didn't bring fluorescence into this. Yeah, they're the worst. Because you guys both know that I have a very, very poignant view on fluorescent light and that I hate it. It's absolutely awful. It shows your sins to the world, and it makes a little noise. It's awful. It, it dries you out somehow. I don't know. It's gross. Kevin Kevin was my roommate in college, and all of the college dorms had, like, a fluorescent light in the middle of the room, and he will tell you that we had that on maybe once every two or three weeks because I would complain if it was on. It was, yeah, a, I would it was a special in, occasion. And I would turn on the light, and you would yell at me to turn it off. And then I would turn on a bunch of incandescents because I love that that glow of the incandescent. Incandescence does have a nice glow. It, like, it gives you that natural sepia tone. It's kind of classy. Uh, Wait, was now, it incandescent say, or was it fluorescent that he said? Incandescent. Because fluorescence. I will garbage. say, I'm a fan of those new fluorescents with the curly, like, you know, squiggly bulbs that fit into, you know, normal incandescent lamps. I'm okay uh, with those. I don't I like hate the tube the... lights. I don't like those. Don't even get me started on LEDs in cars, though. That's the worst. Um, well, I just don't like headlights blinding me. I'd rather everyone drive with their headlights off. I heard that Barack Obama drives around with his headlights off, but if you shine your headlights at him, he'll kill you. I um, heard that Barack Obama <laughs> likes to ride his bike with no handlebars. No I heard that Barack bars. Obama has a no really gross bars. mustache. Um, I heard that Barack Obama doesn't know the references you're making, and also I don't. So <laughs> It's a really great video. I'll link it to you. Uh, old English comedy. So good. Uh, I heard Barack Obama likes to ghost ride the whip. That is true, though. That is true. That's actually that's actually a fact. Um, him and uh, him and Casper. Uh, but advantage sunlight. Uh, while it may uh, roast and toast your skin, uh, you don't gotta pay for it. There's no electricity bill. Well, not for that yet. Sweet natural sun. In fact, I mean, you you pay for it in in health terms, but in fact, Tyler, if you got that solar panel out, you're negative paying for it. It is making you money because you can use that energy to light all your incandescent bulbs. Yeah, that's right. Because you definitely made back your forty million dollar investment to put a gajillion solar panels outside your house. Yo, Kevin, those are exact hold numbers. On. I saw this movie called Birdemic. And it informed me of the benefits of solar power, and I am a believer. So was that what Birdemic was about? Among I remember there was many... that weird guy who lived in the forest and like a cougar at one point. I've never seen it. It's but pretty I hear fantastic, it's good. Kevin. Uh, we're gonna watch it when I come up and visit you in July. Good. <laughs> I have the riff track for it. It is phenomenal. Very good. Um, oh, um, and if you're not Irish. Uh, there is the advantage of being able to get a sweet tan. Yeah, from get the that sun. sweet, sweet tan. You gotta be a, a bronzed god. Yeah, but you better wear Young clothes boys. exactly the same shape when you got that tan. You also get that sweet, sweet like yoni tan, the farmer tan of uh, you go from like brilliant white pale into like tan. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Good point. what you do. Um, everyone loves that, right? Uh, disadvantage sunlight, it's only for specific hours in the day. 
Incandescent light bulbs, that's that's forever. Yeah, and here's and the by thing. Forever, I um, mean, until they until burn they out. A new one, yeah. The sun is racist too, because like there are parts of the world that the sun doesn't even go to at certain parts of the year. It's oh, just like yeah. you know what? I'm out. Well, hold on though. At other parts of the year, it's there twenty four seven. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it shows clearly favoritism. plays favorites. Yeah. yeah, which is wrong. It, I mean, when it's winter, you know, the Antarctica—that's twenty four hours of sunlight. But when it's summer. That North Pole gets 24 hours of sunlight. It just depends. The sun is moody. He's seasonal. He 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 He's feeling up sometimes, and he's feeling down at others. You know, if he was like the Moody Blues, I would, I would excuse that. But I don't want the most important source of light and energy to be, you know, as moody as, as you know, somebody on menopause. I'm just waiting for the sun to change its ways, become finally become that prodigal sun. Yeah, um, but you know. Well, and the thing is, though, if if Super Mario Brothers three has taught us anything, the sun is a very angry individual. Oh yeah, that <laughs> level is the worst. I would always just use the P wing to fly right over it. Um, speaking of, which of these is better when weaponized? I mean, you can use a magnifying glass, fry some ants up. Yeah, but you can. But break you can also an incandescent light bulb, light bulb on somebody's head, <laughs> or just smash it into an anthill. <laughs> That's fun. Um, ooh, you can. Yeah, you can like using if you're in a survival scenario, you, you would want to be able to focus that sunlight into you know starting a fire. That's always useful. Oh, hold but on. you could also shatter a bulb, use it as like a little spear tip or something. Plus for Tips incandescent light bulb. Well, first of all. Every time you break an incandescent light bulb, uh, Thomas Edison's corpse just cries a little bit. Just a little. Um, and uh, two, you can use an incandescent light bulb to turn potatoes into light. So that's a big old plus. You can make a uh, potato about, light bulb, which is this? awesome. And How about this for you guys? Um you guys like you guys like feeling warm? Yeah, I mean, I some of the time. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, I can Sometimes take it I'm leave too it. warm. Yeah, you know, you know what happens when we remove the sun? It becomes negative like two hundred degrees Celsius outside. So. That sounds pretty cool. And while you're <laughs> that's you're why I have incand- a beard right now, Jordan. <laughs> your incandescent light bulb is going to allow you to uh, make cakes in your Easy Bake Oven. Uh, you're it's not going to provide a whole lot of warmth. Uh, when the sun disappears. Yeah, but what if we use it in conjunction with a potato to make a potato furnace? <laughs> to make a self-contained uh, solar system. Yeah. With a little miniature sun that was even <laughs> yeah, birthed by the microbes. Just... <laughs> Kevin, potato. Kevin is studying... Uh, his whole current job is a cover for his... His scientific study on potato fusion. So <laughs> we have got so much grant money, you have no idea. Yeah, Thanks, I mean, Obama. where does Grant even get all that money? Look, we're trying to unlock. He's the on secrets. every fifty-dollar bill, Tyler. Yeah, that's true. Potato matter is the the secret to all of the other forces in the universe. That's actually going to be our follow-up podcast, uh, Potato Matters, where <laughs> we, we just talk about, about the, the, the newest and uh, I gotta, most controversial potato news. I got to tell you, yep. russets are so overrated. I am done hearing about russets. This is fried correspondent Jordan coming in with a new report on the Lay's Sriracha-flavored potato chips. Here's the <laughs> thing. You go down... You get yourself an Idaho potato, but it's not from Idaho. What's that about? Ridges, pro and con. Uh, so we need to take a vote on this. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, those incandescent light bulbs. Because as much as, you know, I enjoy being out in the sun every once in a while, you can get too hot and sweaty, and we all hate sweat on this podcast. Um, and it's like... You know, it's only around for so long. And if you're trying to read by the sun, like there's going to be a cloud that blocks it or it's got, it's moving all the time. You're going to have to shift your body. That's too much work. I'd rather just kind of cozy up with a good old-fashioned light bulb and <laughs> never leave my home. Well, Tyler, 
I'm going to vote for sunlight because while I don't really like sweating that much, freezing to death is low on my priority list. So I'm going to go with sunlight. It is on his priority list, though. It, it is, is a priority. It's just low. It's it, on the bucket list. You know, it's lower than dying peacefully in my sleep. We'll put it that way. Uh, but it's pretty impressive if you can sleepwalk and tie-dye at the same time. I mean, that's that's something we'd all like to do before the end days. <laughs> Kevin? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the sun because I never want to lose the ability to jettison people and things that we don't like into the sun. <laughs> that's a proud tradition that I think we need to keep around and we need to be mindful of. Yeah, how else are we going to destroy those Gundams? Uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> It's about oh. time we truly accept the peace that we fought so hard for. I mean, this waltz is going to go on forever if we don't send those Gundams straight into the sun. How will we ever be safe if we don't send all of our weapons into the into the disintegrating furnace that is the sun? I like that they had to send an entire other ship that was just loaded with Troa Barton's ammunition. I like that they had to... Um, set that movie on christmas uh that's so my that favorite I christmas could, movie i could yeah. watch it on christmas each year i like that we have me and father of the year cody crumb run watch it I all like the time that we have 10 listeners tops who even care about what we're talking <laughs> no, about right yeah now. i like that we have 10 listeners tops <laughs> there's 10 10 listeners that get the joke and then five that actually enjoy the joke <laughs> so thank you so much for your question eric and Next time you have to choose between sunshine and incandescent light bulbs, go ahead with that sunshine. Because evidently preferring bulbs to it means that you will never have it in your life ever again. (laughs) Our next question comes to us from Amy Zimmerman. Thank you so much, Amy, who wants to know, would you rather have the Three Musketeers candy bar or the Three Musketeers? Go. Uh, What were the Three Musketeers' names? Athos, Porthos... Morthos, Thanatos, Thanatos, and D'Artagnan. I thought it was. It was. I only uh, remember D'Artagnan. It's Athos, Porthos. What's the other one? No, no. It's um, Darth Vader, Yoda, and Hayden Christensen. Uh, I think you left out Obi Wan at some point mm. there. Shoot! Right. Uh, I forgot. Hayden Christensen played Obi Wan. Kai Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon, it's quite I, uh, I can't even deal with this. You've done this before. Aramis. And you... Aramis is the one we were forgetting. So wait Why... a second. There are actually four of the three musketeers? Yeah, D'Artagnan was like a lieutenant musketeer. He was like a baby musketeer in the first one. Ooh, a baby tier? So he's like Scrappy-Doo to their that's Scooby-Doo? What, that's what yeah! Kevin's, Kevin's favorite beverage is baby tears. <laughs> in the picture, there's four dudes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, even on the candy bar, there's four dudes. What? Well, no, if that's you... incorrect. Look it up. Look it up. Musketeer candy bar. All right. Can we discuss how awesome nougat is? Because I love me some nougat. You know, I could take it or leave it. Here's the thing. It's too much nougat. I love nougat, but it's too much. It's, it's a nougat There's overlap. no such thing as too much nougat. Yes, you could... Okay, if I gave you a brick of nougat, that's too much nougat. I am eating all that nougat. No. If you gave me a Three Musketeers that did not have the outer chocolate layer, and it was just a bar of nougat, I would eat that. Didn't That's, that's um, too European. No, what are you talking about? There's four Musketeers on the candy bar. Yeah, the old logo. Let me find the... <laughs> okay, this is... Okay, I, I'm getting pissed off. Because there's four dudes uh, in this book. Yeah, that's and you see you've if lived you're having, your entire life without knowing this. Yes, this is real. I'm irritated. Alexander if, Dumas, what are you doing? The you're problem a is giant Dumas. Um, if you have the three musketeers around, there's it's they're they're just gonna get annoying after a certain point because first they're gonna try and like they're gonna go around trying to like kill cardinals and stuff like that which I think we can all agree is one of the more majestic birds, even if they are slightly aggressive. Uh, and also, like, there's the one that's, like, the super religious one that's always just going to be, like, meditating. And then there's the one who's who's a dandy, who's, you know, his fancy is going to be turning into love And then there's another the who's time. a drunk, right? 
Yeah, there's the drunken one. There's the one who's like a ladies' man. There's there's the one uh, who's chasing after the six fingered man. Uh, there's the one who just needs a wheelbarrow and a Holocaust cloak. Like there's there's so many of them. It's re- they're more like the super friends than three actual musketeers. But you they've know got what? all their servants. They're going to be bringing with them Planchant, Grimaud, Bazin, Malkton. Who dresses um, grandly in his master's old clothes? You hey guys, go on. Uh, in the in the in the chat the chat bar, I really I, I think I'd like to eat that candy bar. <laughs> uh, that is an advantage of the three musketeers; you, they can be turned into uh, into fashionable uh, pieces of attire. The um, wrappers? That's there's like bits of nougat all over. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, didn't um. Didn't Seth MacFarlane have a deal with uh, Three Musketeers for his new movie? Um, Three Musketeers? Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Ted Nugget. Uh, Ted Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on. Continue. <laughs> That's all I've got. No, nothing um, else. No, no other layers to that joke. Uh, which do you think is less healthy uh, for you? Um, well, it's three always healthy. markets itself as being that like you know lighter than air kind of good for you thingy, but it's still still sugar, it's still nougat. Uh, but having those three musketeers around, they're just going to attract trouble. Like they're going to want to go paintballing, and then you're going to, you know, that's that's going to be awful for teens. Did uh did you guys growing up watch the 1993 Disney Three Musketeers, which starred? Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, and Chris O'Donnell, and had Tim Curry as the villain. Of yes. Course. No, I wish I had, but it's ba- it's part of the the Tim Curry universe. Um, <laughs> I think it happens uh, shortly after Rocky Horror, but right before Muppet Treasure Island. The Tim Curry universe, where he always plays the villain. Where does uh, where does Stephen King's It uh, fit into the Tim Curry verse? Um, that's he right before he was right the evil before, clown in it. That's right before the Whoa. episode of House, um, where he is a uh, terribly obese man that has to be uh, cut out of his home and carried out in a, a wrecking crane thing. He is also the villain in that. I'm pretty sure uh, because obesity is America's greatest villain. Wow, he was King Arthur in a 2005 Broadway production of Spamalot. That would have been awesome. I think I may have seen that. I don't know if I realized if he was in it or not. I definitely saw Spamalot on Broadway. Well, so to bring it back around <laughs> to nope. whatever the heck we were talking about, nope. so uh, Three Musketeers bar. If you have one of those hanging around, it's always going to be splitting itself in half. Like, oh, look at my nougat, and it's just like, look, I, I don't need to be paying attention to you every thirty seconds. Stop trying to stop trying to show off. Oh, disadvantage Three Musketeers. It is, like, because it's so light and fluffy, it always misleads you into thinking that, like, oh, I can have one more. And then you wind up eating, like, an entire bag of the snack size. Or, you know, it, like, winds up being in your Halloween candy, and you just can't stop yourself, and eventually you feel sick afterwards. Well, here's another disadvantage of the Three Musketeers candy bar, is that nobody ever actually wants to eat a three musketeers everybody's always looking for a snickers and then the vending machine's out and so they're like oh i guess i could eat a three musketeers um advantage three musketeers uh if you're living in erie for a summer uh the person whose uh mattress you're crashing on on the the floor of their living room may have bought a uh bowl of three musketeers for halloween one year and then never ate them and so you can kind of uh, work the pile now, down over the course of the summer. To be fair, my front door has a clearly marked sign that says no solicitors on it. But I didn't want to be caught. You didn't, you didn't realize that this might deter uh, trick-or-treaters. But Not to I mention that it's like on the end of a cul-de-sac. There was a bold, young miscreant who really wanted the candy. I didn't want to be the guy who was like, a four no or five candy volt. for you. Because I'm a pirate every Halloween. <laughs> Do people dress up to you. hand out candy? I have yet to hand out candy as yeah, an no, adult. Yeah, no, I don't think you're I don't allowed know to if do that's that. Appropriate or not? Oh gosh, you gotta ask. Uh, 
your uh, lovely transgender roommate if he's going to dress up as Moon Baby for Halloween and scare children. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he did this year. Um, I don't know I mean, if he in- intentionally scared children or if just the the frequent children that are walked by their parents up and down my street because we're in a very young family neighborhood should probably were scandalized by the bearded woman coming out of our home. That is, that is a terrifying horror movie. Frequent children, <laughs> frequent children. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's hey, every young, steal, that's every young couple every day of their nightmare. life. <laughs> um, plus to the three musketeers, the dudes, even though there's four of them, one of them is a fop. And you always want to be hanging out with a fop because he's yeah. going to have a witty comment for everything. One's like, a pop, one's a fop, one's a wop, <laughs> and one's a... Wait, one, can I say that? One's an Italian man? Because um, they're always going to be like, oh, what's she wearing? That looks more like a picnic blanket than a chemise. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, I always enjoy a couple, couple of good shimmies. Uh, if if there's a girl walking down the street, um, there there yeah the fop is going to be great with um, oh yeah with fashion advice the uh, the drunk is going to be great uh, drinking buddy and then the deeply religious one will absolve you of your sins afterwards I'm pretty sure that's how it works do although we have do we want to have any discussion on how baller Alexander Dumas looks I don't know it looks what a bit like a Dumas like? to me. Oh, that oh, dude's yeah. awesome! Oh, Why did he, he wear was, a bandana? He, he is was a white guy. Period. Bro. He was no, he was literary history's like first great black author. Wait, he's black? Yeah. Oh, hey. Word, word of knowledge for you, uh, listeners: uh, the writer of Three Musketeers was black. Um, at point of order though, do they ever really use muskets? Because everything I've seen them in, it's always been those swishy swashy swords. Um, they do. I mean, they're they're the real old timey like 1600s muskets or 1500s ones that you have to like reload every five minutes, and then even then they're only accurate to within like ten feet. I don't know. It's I feel like there's a lot of misleading uh, things going on with the whole title of that series. Yeah, Whereas Three dudes, Musketeers Candy Bar though isn't exactly. Muskets. It doesn't like spell out what what the bar is very well either. It's not like a peanut butter cup when you know exactly what you're in for. Uh, plus, I mean, aren't they always going to be getting into duels and stuff? It's like, oh man, that dude gave me the wrong change at the bodega. I'm gonna kill him with my sword. Yeah, or say you're you're on a date. And like you know, something something happens, and like somebody else like flirts with your girl. They're gonna be like, "Dude, aren't you gonna are you gonna defend? Aren't you gonna demand? Are you gonna, yeah, oh, are although you that's down? that and is. Then one... you feel like there's a social pressure on you, and she's like, "Oh, why isn't why isn't my hubby uh, dueling over me all the time? That's a lot of pressure." But you are gonna demand and get so much satisfaction. You're gonna be From satisfied all the time. Candy no, bars are satisfying. No, with the dudes, with the with the with the three musketeer guys, because they're always demanding satisfaction from people. That's uh, a very good point. Which which one of these would you rather have with you on a deserted island? Ah, uh, Jordan, are you going to make the same joke that you made on our very first podcast, in which you compare a uh, a a deserted island where there are no people to an island made out of dessert? I thought about it. I wasn't going that direction when I asked the question, but I thought about it after I asked the question. Uh, Three Musketeers bar is just a tease. I mean, unless you have a stockpile of them, but even then, you're going to be alone on an island and develop diabetes. Um, If you have the Three Musketeers on an island, they'll probably start fighting amongst themselves at some point, but you can eat whichever ones um, fall, uh, fall to the other's blades. And then yeah, you know, who's who's getting the satisfaction then? Human brains are no substitute for nougat. That's true. I thought that's what they were made out of. Nougat's no substitution for noggin. Um, oh, other way around. All right, we need to take a vote on this. Jordan, what are you going with? The candy bar, because it's 
as you guys have pointed out, it's not lying to you. I mean, the the Three Musketeers candy bar is just a candy bar with chocolate and nougat. That's what it says on the, the package. The actual Three Musketeers, there is neither three of them, nor do they use muskets. And uh, I just love me some nougat. Kevin? Um, I'm going to go with the candy bar because the book should be called The Three Musketeers and the Other Dude That's Always Hanging Around. And also... <laughs> Three Musketeers Yo, hold and on. Friends. What do you got against Brotanian? <laughs> um, also, The Three Musketeers, the, the dudes... Uh, gave rise to the three Mouseketeers, and that's a crime. So, <laughs> and I am going to go ahead and Do go you think with they're the candy related bar. Related to the three Caballeros, I think there is. It's the same universe. Donald, I want to see a duel between the the Caballeros and the uh, the Mouseketeers. Um, but I am going to go ahead and go with the candy bar um, for all of the aforementioned reasons. Uh, but mostly just because I don't want no trouble. I just want to fly under the radar, just hang out, munching on my candy bars. I don't want. I don't want no. I don't want no uh, cardinals coming after me. I don't want any gloves slapped in my face and then thrown in my general direction. And I don't want guys around, you know, like pressuring me to put my cape over every puddle that a girl comes across because i'd like that's you're gonna be soggy for the rest of the evening but you would have a cape that's true that's very true i can have that with a candy bar uh so thank you so much for your question amy and next time you have to choose between the three musketeers candy bar or the actual three musketeers go ahead with the candy bar because it's it's not a lying misleading piece of literature our next question comes to us from Chase Greenlee, who wants to know, would you rather have to hunt and gather for every meal you have for the rest of your life or have zero input on anything you eat? Go. So would you rather hunt and gather everything for the rest of your life or have no choice in the foods that you eat? Well... Is, the, hold on. Is hunting and gathering, like, if I walk into a supermarket and I hunt no. around for food there and I gather it into my my grocery cart? If it's an animal, you got to kill it in its natural environment. If it's a plant, you have to pick it in its natural environment. In this no scenario... animal husbandry, sicko, and no, uh, no crop farming. <laughs> Uh, I think the biggest question is can who's be, picking the food for you. Can um, I be Katniss Everdeen in this scenario? Um, no, but you can be a character in my furry parody, uh, Catnip Everdeen. Because um, if it's like a, you know one of them, one of them Obama death panels choosing my food for me. Do those exist? What, what? I'm led. I'm led to believe they are. Are they? Are the the panelists all drones? Uh, yes, it's, it's that actually, do you, um, that brings up a good that point. That is something that was not um, in the question, but is implied. Uh, you are brought your food by unmanned drones. And um, also, it brings up a good point. One of us is under the uh, the dictatorship of a terrible ruler who wants to demand that we eat certain things. Yeah. Kevin. It's like that episode of VeggieTales where all you're allowed to eat is chocolate rabbits. Kevin, how are you handling uh, Michael Bloomberg's uh, ban on sodas and everything else that's No, they, they struck it down. The Supreme Court, the, the New York Supreme Court. Oh, Ooh, nice. Wait, New York yeah. has its own Supreme Court? Every state does, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> but well, I was thinking especially. of the city. Um, no, no, yeah, the, the, the New York State Supreme Court. Um, yeah... What shoot? What was what was what other shenanigans? Hunting and gathering, or being provided all of your food with no choice. Well, Kevin, uh, hunting and gathering for you is going to be pretty difficult in the city of New York. Hey, uh, you're limited to rats and pigeons, and which are flying rats. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What do you What, what about... do you think you can find in Central Park that could feed you? Um, I have an entire subway network of troll people that I can you know eat? hack up and eat. I'm sure they're delicious. You know what? Troll people. You also have yeah. an en- near endless supply of Kevin. What's that then? Homeless people. 
Done. I oh, mean, no, they're, it's, they're, no, they're probably really everybody stringy, wins. Though. They're probably uh, really they, stringy. Well, they find on. a home in your stomach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Get them off the streets. Get Kevin, as you well know, friends. homeless people are the most dangerous game because occasionally they'll be crazy and try to murder you back. That's They're true. also the best gatherers, though. So if you follow one around for a while, that's right. If you like, murder, just apply for an apprenticeship. <laughs> you murder the homeless person and take whatever is in his shopping cart of worldly possessions. So yes. so I'm gonna follow a homeless person around, a la Johnny Tremaine, and learn his craft, and then get silver poured all over my hand, and then not have a hand to use. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, you have silver sure hands. You'll be Kevin Silverhands. Silverhands Gall, which would be awesome. Um, um, advantage hunting for all your food. There's, there's gonna be that satisfaction of knowing like this thing that I ate, I worked for it, and now I'm gonna tear it apart with my bare hands. Um, in, uh, in Barack Obama's "Choose What I Eat" program, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's, that's like a clip from a Tea Party rally. Oh, no, his, his what I eat program. He is going to be feeding us food, right? And not like either poo or soylent green. Yeah, or... he's feeding you food. But you've got to imagine that if this person knows that you have to eat whatever they provide you, they're just going to go for the cheapest well, thing. Considering yeah, how he thing. treats, uh, considering how he treats the the tea partiers through the IRS. I wouldn't be surprised if he gives all the tea partiers poison. If and well, all that's the, the poor thing, people he loves so much, he gives them flaming on. Yeah, and I if, mean, how are you gonna hunt and gather after he takes away all your guns? Exactly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, with the food panel, if you have a food allergy, they're not gonna care. Whoops! Here's some peanuts for you, buddy. Now you're oh, dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so hope you like that, if, George Washington Carver. What if the person um, providing your food, though, actually knows what's best? Like, what if it's Chef Bobby Flay? And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to expand your palate. I'm going to make you taste and feel and think things that you've never thought before. Uh, nope, because in a battle with the Japanese Iron Chefs, Bobby Flay stood on his cutting board, which is one of the rudest and most dishonorable things you can do as a chef in Japan. Is Wait, it? really? Yeah. Is that a cultural thing? Yeah. Did very, it become a cultural like, thing after he did the it bird, the first time and your... they were like, that did was very rude. Did he stand on their cutting board or his cutting his board? His cutting board, but it was very dishonorable. But because Kevin, you're... he needed that extra inch to reach the top of his pots and pans. No, it was it was when he claimed victory. He stood on his cutting board in elation. Oh, well, he beat the Japanese then? Well, yeah. USA, USA, <laughs> USA. See, but even if it's super gourmet-y food... You're only like with gourmet. What word food, was that, Kevin? Gourmet-y. It's uh, hyphenated. Uh, yeah. Um, with the with the really fancy I think gourmet it's food. Gourmetty. Oh, thank you. It's, yeah. it's pronounced Guy Fieri. Old man, old man gourmet. He is uh, my judo master. <laughs> you're thinking of, you're thinking of. Uh, shoot, what was Jordan? What was uh, Morty's? Kung or Wing Chun teacher. Oh my gosh. Dale. 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 Wing <laughs> yes. Dale Wing the Chun. Wing Chun teacher. Tyler, have you heard this story? I have heard this story. I can't believe we have a brought The legend the of Dale. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jordan, do you want to tell it? I don't remember the Dale tidbits. Well, what You don't remember was, the entirety of the Dale tale? Dale was in, in the Navy, stationed in the Philippines, and... Was it during a war... No, it, no, just for for you know, just for, for hanging out times. purposes. Um, all of the other Navy guys would go out and get drunk on the weekend, but Dale sought out a martial arts master in the Philippines who taught him Wing Chun, right. the most unbeatable martial arts form, and, and the most back... um difficult to read uh, font setting. Right, and then he came back to the states. And offered to teach our uh, our sweet mate and his brother the timeless, unbeatable art of Wing Chun for five dollars a lesson. <laughs> and then Dale went on a cruise with their family. <laughs> uh, Master Dale. 
So that's the legend of Dale. Um, to be fair, though, he did establish the Rescue Rangers. Right. Um. Um, the point I was going to make was that if people are choosing your food and giving you all that fancy gourmet stuff, those portions are tiny. I don't care how good it tastes. You're going to get like like one water chestnut and that's going to be your dinner. Mm. There's yeah, something to be, be said in for bacon, Kevin. <laughs> that's true and it'll be delicious. There is something to be said though for uh you know all the time and energy you're going to be saving. You're going to essentially be pampered. You know, you're never going to have to worry about shopping for food again. Oh man, saving so much money. My well, you don't my have to cheap, worry. My cheap senses are tingling. You don't have to worry about shopping again in the other scenario cuz apparently you're not allowed to. Oh yeah, that's true. But you're gonna have to pay for ammo, but unless you become gonna, a bow hunter. You're gonna be ready for hunter. any Hunger Games scenarios that you know crop up. Plus, like, you're gonna you're gonna be one with those animals, like an avatar. You know, you're gonna you're gonna jab it in the neck and kill it, and then you're yeah. Gonna... I mean, we <laughs> and then we and then you're gonna the say, antelope. "I thought they smelled bad on the outside," <laughs> and then you're gonna sleep inside of it and eat your way out. We eat the antelope, and their remains turn into grass, and the antelope eat the grass, and then we eat more antelope. And then somebody found CNN. Yeah, that's why those antelope are always having such bad trips. <laughs> you need to learn not to eat the grass. Uh, <laughs> thank you for explaining that, because I was confused. I was well, like, the best of jokes need explanations. Um... Is somebody backing a truck up in your yard? Well, it's for the organic market across the street, which reminds me, I need to put my garbage out tonight. What? Uh, do they Why sell that, that at the organic market? Uh, it's a garbage truck. It's picking up the. the oh, their, there's their your garbage. thing. If you're if you're like getting your fic poot what food picked, <laughs> getting your fic pooed, getting your Fecal food matter? picked by by like dumpster divers. They're going to give you a bunch of trash food. Mm, that's true. And that's Ooh. gross. You know that that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. People dumpster dive for their meals. My it's my grandparents upcycling. did it just because they were cheap. Yeah, no, were, wait, that, that was called the Great Depression. Jordan. Yeah, they were they were out of the Great Depression era, so oh, they did man. that. Oh, man. What if you have Depression era people choosing your food, and they're like, here's a pigeon. We ate this. Well, that's Back no different than when you're in your hunter-gatherer scenario, Kevin. That's um, true. Have either of you heard of YOLO, though? I mean... I friggin' hate everyone, because everybody is always says that for like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a terrible life decision. YOLO! I still need to brand my antidepressant YOLOFT. Um, <laughs> I really think it has legs. Um, uh... Red, advantage uh, Yoloft gives you legs. <laughs> yes. Uh, advantage hunting. Uh, you're gonna get all that food, but you're also gonna have those animal pelts. Imagine Ooh. all the bearskin rugs. Imagine all the loincloths. Yeah, you don't ever have to all buy clothes ever again. Snakeskin belts. Like really, it's it's win win. Plus, you have you have infinite wall decor. Your walls are going to be, you're like, oh, I don't ever have to buy art again. I got animals to put up on the wall. Uh, oh, but you're going to have to deal with PETA. They're not going to be happy about it. In the other scenario, though, PETA will be feeding you nothing but, like, I don't know, replacement hummus tofu wings. But here's the thing. Man is the most dangerous of games, so you just have to hunt PETA. <clears throat> oh, true. The free-range PETA chips. <laughs> in their natural Peter environment. Peter Malark chips? Yeah. Um, if you do the hunter-gatherer scenario, you are going to be eating a lot of turkeys. Uh, which is great. If I mean, if you have it's never... So it is so lean. If you've never eaten a turkey drumstick, like Flintstone style, you have <laughs> You need fit. to go to your local Renaissance fair. Or, or you need to, you need drop to go to by, times. You need to drop by the Crumb Ryan house during turkey season. Luke will shoot you up some game. Grill it up for you. Is that is that real? Stick a can of beer inside a turkey. Oh yeah, Luke's gotten a lot of turkeys in his day, and I am not opposed to reaping the benefits. Even though, like, at the my big problem with hunting is one, I don't know if like I have the hand-eye coordination to actually do it. 
And two, it's going to be tough watching the life leave those animals' eyes. And I'm pretty squeamish. Big, huge plus to Hunter Gathering. You are going to be rubbing shoulders with Ted Nugent all the time. No, that was the Three Musketeer argument. We already made the Ted Nugent joke. Oh, shoot. (laughs) You are going to be like, hey, Ted, let's just you and me go out and we'll just kill like 40 animals like Oregon Trail style. We can't even carry all the meat back. Let's just I mean, make this happen. Yeah, and if if hunting was good enough for Teddy Roosevelt, I mean, it's it's good enough for me. Like that that guy like read a book a day and had classes and asthma as a kid. I don't know, some kind of thing that made him work out. Uh plus he survived an assassination attempt because he had his speech in his breast pocket and it was so substantive that it stopped the bullet. True story. All right, we need to take a vote on this. Jordan, which are you going with? I can come back to you if you're napping. (laughs) (laughs) Three Musketeers? (laughs) So you would rather um, have someone force feed you Three Musketeers for the rest of your life and have no choice in it? No, wait, that is your choice. You You can't choose anything. Unless you're oh, gathering that's three right. musketeers. We, unless we already hunting, did that question. Um, unless you are hunting the three musketeers in their natural I am entirely too lazy to do hunter-gathering on my own. I, I, What I may be force-fed may eventually kill me, but I will die of starvation before that happens So in the other scenario. So I will, I will choose being fed. And I am going to choose hunting and gathering because I'd much rather be free-range horse-fed than force-fed. Um, it may be tough, but there's going to be... Were you working on that, that all question long? Was that... <laughs> no, it, it came to me when you said force-fed. Um, but uh, seriously, there's going to be so much satisfaction. And also, like, I know I'm going to be able to like hunt down the best game and the most delicious eats. Uh, but I, there are too many variables in that that Obamacare program. Kevin, you know what? Got to split this tie. I got to go with hunting and gathering because what if the people, what if the ones choosing your food are the animals? Oh, and it's come full circle. Gosh. And, and they're like feeding you your family. Exactly, <laughs> and then it's like an animal farm type scenario. That's how Animal Farm went, right? They made farmers eat their families. Except that you're eating George Orwell. That's his arm. So I cannot do that. I don't know. I hear he goes pretty well with some things. Um, But Vintage 1984. (laughs) Thank you so much for your question, Chase. And next time you have to choose between hunting and gathering or having no input on what you eat, go ahead with that hunting and gathering. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Ninjas vs. Podcast. This is our 75th episode. Wow. We turned 75 today. I know. That's like, what's the word for 25 years? Quarter? 25 years. There's not a term for it? Well, we've lasted three of those. We're like (laughs) three quarters of a dollar. We're Um, we're three times as good as... We're three quarters of a good podcast. 25. (laughs) Um, So... Well, don't worry. We'll get it by episode 100. Yeah, 75th is the diamond anniversary. Ooh, so So if you want to send us diamonds. Yeah, we just need to light torches all throughout Scotland. Um, I think that's what you do for the the diamond ball. You're thinking of Lord of the Rings. Uh, That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, If you'd like to send us a question, uh, we can always use more questions. Uh, Just shoot a list over to Ninjas vs. Podcast. That's versus VS, no period, at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go on to our Facebook group, uh, watch some great videos that we post there. Uh, there are a lot of things that we talk about during the warm-ups of this show and during the show that we wind up posting there afterwards. We love chatting with folks on there. It's a good place to get a hold of us, uh, and it's a fun time. You can leave questions there as well. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter, at Ninjas vs. Podcast, or tweet using the MVP hashtag. Jordan, do we have a Tweet of the Week? Yeah, we do. It's from uh, Penlope Yaguma. <laughs> I love where this I, is going. I don't know why her parents didn't name her Penelope, but we'll <laughs> move past that. Um, 
She says, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume Penelope is a woman's name. It's actually pronounced Penelope. Pen, no, it's Penelope. There's, it's P-E-N-L-O-P-E. <laughs> um, she says, presumably C, she, um, hoping with all my might that my group mates will be very kind and give me 100% for participation. Hashtag MVP. Hashtag eight credit course nightmares. Um, <laughs> Lopi, we don't throw around 100% for everyone. I mean, that's I true. That... We're only 75%. I mean, we already went over this. Um, but you I think it not... would be pretty great if we had a, an online course in uh, in debate. Penelope, find you have some not struggling submitted... college team. You have not submitted any questions. Uh, so. I'm, I'm, you're staring down the barrel of like a 10% because you did give us this tweet of the week. I'll give you 10% for that. But yeah, there is a participation grade. 90% of your grade is participation. Uh, 10% is fan art. Um, you get an extra 1% because your name is Penelope. <laughs> um, so. Thank you so much for everyone who's been sending us questions. Uh, if you have a chance, head on to iTunes, uh, rate the show, subscribe to it, write a review. But more than anything, just share it with the folks you love. Say, hey, there's this dumb thing that I listen to each week. Maybe we can have a support group. Um, oh, by the way, Tolia, send us a send us a picture of you that you want photoshopped into the Alta Conference. Because I have not true. forgotten that. It's definitely happening. Uh, but I need a picture of you. Also, send He's in got your some vi- good pictures. Tell you he's practically a male model, if not actually a male, mo- male send, model. Send in your Vinnie Pook thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We would actually, that would actually be very interesting to get a, a, if you actually saw that as a child. Let us, let us know how accurate that translation is. Because it's probably not at all. Um, uh, thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro 20 miles. Thank you to Sparrows and Crows for our outro ultraviolet bliss and our final question keeping with our ninjas versus theme ninjas versus gundams go gundamu um well ninjas i think can can at command you know grow to the size of gundams so i'm going to say Gundams, because they're they're made of Gundanium, and that's pretty hard to break. Also, they bring all the DACA. <laughs> Jordan, uh, I'm gonna go with Gundams because, as our more astute Gundam listeners will know, in uh, the anime- listeners who are Gundams, uh, not <laughs> listeners who are fans of the um, '90s anime Gundam Wing. The campy, uh, utterly stereotypical world battle uh, Gundam, Gundam series G. Called, called G Gundam. That was yeah. my the favorite series. Gundam Germany's uh. Gundam was Ninja Gundam. <laughs> Even though, you know, why? Why is? Why are there ninjas in Germany? I have no idea. But there is a Ninja Gundam, and I'm pretty sure it's well equipped to take on ninjas. Um. And I am going to go with ninjas because even though those Gundams are engaged in an endless waltz, uh, ninjas are pros at cutting in. They got all kinds of knives and kunai and swords and stuff. Because ninjas totally have samurai swords, right? Uh, So thank you again for joining us as ever. I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And our outroduction for the week, courtesy of Chase Greenlee. Until next time, crossfire. Caught up in the No, it's you'll get caught up in the You just did Transformers. <laughs> crossfire Fire. robots in disguise. His submission was crossfire, you get caught up in the dot dot dot. You'll get caught up in the You'll get caught up in the You'll get caught up in the That's crazy doing that. You'll get caught up in the Tired from all the fun and games We'll hit the ground 
let the grass scratch up our legs and we'll suck in the ultraviolet bliss In this scenario with Barack Obama as a Pokemon trainer, clearly Joe Biden is a Pokemon. What what Pokemon is he? He's actually Joe Badoof. <laughs> Joe Badoof. He's um, a Bidoof. He's well, he's what he's what Snorlax evolves into. 